Can I say I won't give it up? Here we are. <laughs> uh, Mark Vanderark. Uh, cheers. Cheers. I was going to say post. You're going to say what? Post. Okay. I'm just used to saying that, I guess. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've asked you here today to be on my podcast. I've known you for a long time. And of all of my friends, I would put you in the top three music lovers. That was something that we connected on very early on was a shared love of music. And I want to just share the moment, the time that we met and in, and the circumstances that we met. And I think the details might, they're a little fuzzy <laughs> okay, <laughs> for a variety of reasons. But I had just moved to town and started a band called $10 Outfit with Caleb and Peter. And we put a little demo together. Maybe it was three or, or five songs. And we went to Tempe to just hand them out at the Ray LaMontagne show. Now, I didn't have a ticket to that show. So the way I remember it, we were in the parking lot. <laughs> Talk about like guerrilla DIY OG promo. Hell yeah. We're handing <laughs> CDs out to people as they file out of the show because our thought was if they like Ray LaMontagne, maybe they will like $10 off it. And I remember, I think you, you were walking out with two girls. It was probably five. Maybe it was 10. Let's just call it 15. <laughs> there was a harem of women around you. Uh, and I handed you the CD and I said, hey, did you enjoy the show? You said, yeah. I said, well, maybe you'll enjoy this CD. And as I, maybe you can confirm or deny, you took the CD, said, thanks a lot. It, it vanished into your car somewhere. Backseat, six months. And then you discover it, quote unquote. And I'm just curious, what was it about that music or whatever, uh, a, a tune on that, that that spoke to you? And, and, and maybe just, you know, that, your connection to that music at that time. Yeah, so, you know, I, I like to have this, t this conversation with especially musicians and other people who love music is like, wh what, do you what do you listen for the first time you hear something? What grabs your attention? And for me, normally it's two things. It's either a rhythm, a funky uh -huh. bass line, or a great melody. Huh. Um, sometimes there will be a song I could listen to for six months, and I don't even hear the lyrics until six months in. I got you. Right? Okay. Um, but for me, it was the, it was the melody of, um, better ways, better ways to spend the day. Uh huh. I, I just, I, and when, when I hear a song like that for the first time, I will murder it. Yeah. I will listen to it 43 times in a row. Right. And right. that one did that for me. And, well, it's, you know, it's interesting that you say that because, well, there was no, that, that song, there is no real groove to it. Right. Not at all. It's all. Melody. All melody. And another thing that I find interesting about how you consume music, I think you told me this the other night, was that, uh, did you say that, like, you you hear it, uh, it, it, like, the first time you hear something is, like, your your best it's experience? It's always, always the best. Yeah. 
because you consume it in a way, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm almost the opposite of that. It, things need to marinate for me. And at some point, it'll all click or it won't, you know, but it's, it's lyric, you know, a nice turn of phrase, um, melody, sure, groove, less so, unless it's that style of music. So singer-songwriter shit, it's, it's, I guess, melody and text, lyric, you know. And you can consume a song, and that initial consumption is the best, which is intriguing to me, because it, it takes a minute to, for me. Well, because the way that we entertain with music is completely different, mm. um, all of those those things are nuggets. They're mm. golden nuggets I'm looking for that I know that I can use in a show. Hmm. So when I find it, it's just so exciting. I, I, it doesn't need to marinate if, 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 it's, if it's on. Mm -hmm. Now, this leads me to my next question, yep. which is you are a DJ. And so much of what you do now is not about lyric, but oh, and maybe even less so about melody. So now you know, you're kind of focusing on groove and matching grooves. And, and I'm just impressed that you can have such a wide, uh, depth of appreciation for singer songwriter shit, but also really groove forward shit. Has that always been the case? Like, so if you were to graph Mark Vanderark's soundtrack, you know, on my life, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm describing this best, but like, there are years where I go to a different genre, mm -hmm. right? Mm. Um, let's say, for example, I mean, first of all, my, you know, it didn't even start till 1995 and it started with hip hop hmm. because some roommates or some uh, dorm, dorm roommates in college really got me into that. Hmm. After I graduated, we went singer songwriter, Ben Harper, mm -hmm. Jack Johnson. That's when I met you. That's mm -hmm. when I met Nick. That's when, yeah. you know, I, that was my first jaunt into the music industry let's say interesting um and then uh, oh you know what and then what happened was um i went to coachella i want to like maybe it was it was probably 10 years ago and i went with this girl courtney from four peaks and um we we had never gone anywhere together we had never gone on a date together right <laughs> but we went to, we went to coachella together and bef on the way in or before there i was like hey let's do let's I'm going to make you a CD and you make me a CD of like to influence each other on what we're going to see when we go to Coachella. Right. right. I gave her like Phoenix. I, I, I actually don't even remember what was on there. Yeah. She gave me dead mouse. Ah, done deal. <laughs> that was the first thing. What? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So that is where my love for electronic music started. Okay. All right. What uh, this reminds me, um, I remember you telling me that, you, you know, you would go to a festival and, you know, the, the, the poster where there's a thousand names and you would you would listen to like almost everyone, everyone, just to see everyone what's going on. Like, what am I getting into? Yep. This is my festival checklist. These are the bands I have to see. I just I'm just impressed. <laughs> you, you, you were like tenacious in your research about going to a music festival. I don't know anyone who does that. Uh, I am very methodical yeah. in my ways. And yeah. uh, and for uh, the music festivals in, in particular, I would have a spreadsheet. <laughs> and, what, 
and it, <laughs> I love it, that. It, it, so it's not awesome. it's not almost everyone. I listen to every single one. Yeah. Because the music festivals really have a pulse on what's going on. Yeah. And it, I didn't want to miss anything, yeah. you know? And yeah. so like, and after you listen to 120 artists, you know, you have to make little notes. Yeah. I wish I still had some of those spreadsheets because like, you know, I would go to like Arkansas, you know, Wakaruza was my favorite. It no longer exists. And it'd be like, I'd have to make myself notes just to remember what that song was and be like, oh, well, this guy's playing uh, bass on, on a gas can. <laughs> literally in the okay. south so these are notes that yeah, you're yes. that you're making yeah. about the particular so, so, band yeah, yeah i knew that i you know something interesting something that would entertain me or people i'm with i'm like right. oh look at the spreadsheet <laughs> let me bust out my spreadsheet oh this Stand guy's by. gonna have big bird on stage oh, yes, we gotta see that <laughs> um let's go back uh one question that i i love to chat about is kind of early introductions to music early musical memories whether that's you know a record that your that your folks were spinning uh in the house growing up or a song that spoke to you or an artist do you have one of those that you can share that you know i feel like it's like that whatever in the matrix when you come online and you get you know inserted in it's it's it, like it's that moment where you you become aware of it you know so my music history from my family and upbringing literally is church music, which is probably why I like that IPA so much, but <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> now, wait, did you grow up here? Yeah, I grew up in Phoenix. Okay, so you're, you're, you're a Phoenician. Yeah. And, and from a long line of Phoenicians or? Uh, my mom was born here. Okay. So that's as, as far back as it goes. Yeah. So um, I started... Um, I've I've played six instruments. The my 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 DJ kit is my seventh instrument, mm -hmm. um, and I started learning the Suzuki method, piano and violin. I think at two years old. Hmm. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, so it was all classical stuff, mm -hmm. and uh, I probably only did that for like I don't know two or three years. But Hold like, on, you were two years old. Yeah, learning piano. Yeah, uh, my dad is in my dad's in Mensa. What does that mean? Um, Mensa is um, a, this, I think it does matter, but uh, it's an organization where you have to test them to the top 2% of IQ in order to be in the organization. So okay. my dad's wicked smart. Wicked smart, Ooh, dude. Wicked smart. Wicked smart. <laughs> and, but one of the things that he is best at was piano. He, huh. he just had an ear for whatever. You just put something on and then he just played. I don't even know how well he could actually read music. Okay. Right. So, um, I think my third instrument was my, was the saxophone. Okay. Um, that was probably like, I don't know, fourth grade, something like that. Yeah. So him and I would just jam just saxophone and piano to whatever. Ah. So I was jamming with my dad, you know, at, <laughs> in fourth grade, fourth grade. <laughs> um, okay. and then and what kind of music, like, like the pop music or, or jazz you know, or classical, whatever, or? I, I, you know, I can't really remember that too much, but obviously there was a lot of church. Music, okay. Right. Like yeah. amazing grace or whatever happened, okay. you know, whatever uh, hymns, uh, hymns. And, yes. Okay. A anything like that. No, no pop music. Okay. Was like, pop music allowed in the crib? Maybe. I don't know. It wasn't disallowed, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, I, I okay. mean, 1995 is not where, that's when I got tuned into music in the world outside of Interesting. Church, church music. Okay. Um, this is notable, I, I do believe. My next instrument after saxophone was the uh, tuba. Oh, God, I love it. 
I don't you know like- why, <laughs> but as a freshman, I wanted to have a sousaphone in okay. a marching band. Yeah. And that's what I did. Okay. I, mean, I could barely pick it up. I was 78 pounds. but <laughs> <laughs> So you did the marching band thing? For one year. Both of my sisters, older and younger, were both, um, what's the... Uh, Cheerle- uh, color guard. No, 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 no. They were, what's the one who leads it? A, a band leader. Uh, no, I forget what it's called. Oh, the, the, the lead, uh, right, like, right, right, right. Yeah, the conductor. Yeah, the, the, I, the, the, I, the student conductor, whatever yes, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them were that. I should really, my high school, uh, my high school music teachers can be very upset that I don't remember what the fuck that's called, but I know what you're talking about. I don't know why I don't remember. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was one year in and out. I knew I'd get beat up if I stayed too long. <laughs> But bro, you had a fucking tuba. You had like a hundred pounds of brass. That you, uh-huh. could, you could just crush people with. Can, can I drop a little, a little <laughs> random fact about tubas though? Please. If you, next time you go to Mexico, okay. When I used to have subwoofers in my car, like was in college, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. In Mexico, the subwoofers are just for the tuba. Oh, interesting. And it cracks me up every freaking time. I'm sorry. <laughs> No offense, anyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next time y'all are in Mexico. All right. So, all right. So that's high school tuba, one year marching band. Not for you. No. Uh-huh. But we're only on your fourth instrument. Right. So now what? Um, and where'd you go to college? University of Arizona. Okay. So in college. Um, we used to have the warehouse. I don't know if you remember that CD store, right? I don't. I don't. And every Tuesday, um, new music would come out. Yeah. And I had these two guys that w- we would go to warehouse every Tuesday. And you could buy three CDs and you could return them if you didn't like them. Whoa. And every Tuesday I bought three CDs and I kept what I liked. And and what, what year is this now? This, so this is 95 to 95, 96, 97. Okay. Right around there. Mid 90s. Yeah. So that's around the time that Tempe was kind of blowing up, right? <clears throat> you had the Jim Blossoms and, and uh, Meat Puppets and... Refreshments. Yeah. So were you kind of a part of that at all? Did you, uh, did you go oh, to Long Wongs and, and were you a part of that scene? Uh, uh, a little bit. I loved the refreshments. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, not, not so much. Mm-hmm. Just I dabbled, I would say. And well, you were also living in Tucson, so right. I mean, yes, that's so correct. To come up to Mill wasn't necessarily on your radar, right? Can you tell? I'm just curious. What was the Tucson music scene like in the mid '90s? Like, were you going out to clubs and seeing shows? I was going to no, to no gallows to get drunk. Smart man. So okay. I mean, yeah. So I don't know. Oh, you know what? No, I really wasn't going to concerts and. Um, the person who changed that for me was, uh, rest in peace, Therese. I think, I don't know if you've ever met Therese before. I, I, blonde. Yes. Yes. Well, she passed away yeah. about, a, about a year ago. Yes. I gave and, you, uh, I let you borrow the mic stand to, 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 to be a part of that memorial. Right. Yes. Thank, right, so you, thank you. And no problem. So she, I wasn't using this. So my, so when it really, when the gasoline really like hit the fire. Yeah. It was when she made, like, she took me to the Gorge to see Dave Matthews. Oh, shit. Mid-90s. No, this is, um, let's say, 2003, 2004. Okay, 
All right. That was life changing. I bet. I and, bet. And I even told her family that, you know, like that changed my life. Uh, I can only imagine that uh, there are a couple music venues that I have yet to go to. Uh, the Gorge is one. Red Rocks. I have never seen a show at Red Rocks. Me neither. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> done. Um, yeah, let's fucking go to Red Rocks. Okay, what are we done. doing? Okay, done. I'm listening. We'll it's, find it's, a it's thing. It's a date. Yeah, all right. Um, I would love to go to the Gorge, though. I, I just seeing pictures. It's like stupid. Just, so, and you're, you know, you're young. You're seeing Dave Matthews, arguably at the height of his kind of career. At his favorite venue. Right, right, right. Three three nights. Oh shit! Yeah, right. you know, just the festival experience. It's just eighteen thousand people all there to have a good time and right. just laid back. And there's green grass. By the way, I mean Gorge. Like I've been to five, six, seven fest- festivals. Most of them are refugee camps. The Gorge right. certainly is not. Really? Oh no! It's like elevated experience. Well, just I mean, grass and right. weather, right? And like you know, there's these yeah. little like just these little things that go into it yeah yeah i mean and then the scenery on top of it Incredible. you know it was that so that was that was life-changing mm-hmm. so that made me go to one fe- at least one major festival a year for the next probably eight ten years right right um favorite festival experience can you can you get can oh, you go there man. i mean because you've i know you know you've i know you're serious about this shit. Oh. spreadsheets and everything man yeah. Um, well, my favorite festival was Wakaruza. All right. I, I, I don't know that. Uh, and that's why I liked it. Yeah. Is when you get to the, uh, you know, Coachella and Bonnaroo. Yeah. 85,000. You are at the, you know, 85,000 people. Your time will be dictated by the weather report. Oh. Uh, you know? Uh, yeah. Like the first, I think the first Bonnaroo they ever had they had like this massive rainstorm. I wasn't there, thank God. Yeah. And the trucks could not get to the porta potties anymore. Oh Jesus! And that's what a major festival can right. be like, you know. Right. Right. Either that, or it could be on the on the dirty side. Wakarusa was a little place or a little one in Arkansas, oh. and um, I don't know, maybe fifteen, twenty thousand people. So and, manageable. In that in that regard, yeah, I mean, like, like it, it just wasn't an overwhelming, you know, group of people. If I went to Coachella or Bonnaroo and Radiohead's there, like, I have to pick my spot in the in the audience based on like if I can get to the bathroom right, within sure. at least three minutes. <laughs> Methodical what? OCD. I don't, I, I don't think about anything. <laughs> You got to have one eye on the beer tent. So one eye on the porta potties. Yeah. So the, so those massive headliners did nothing for me. Right. Right. Like because that, that, to me that's just a problem. Right. Right. Logistically. <laughs> Logistically, that's a problem. I love it. I, I hope you're having fun with this interview. I am. I'm having a ball. I'm having a ball. Um, so Wakaruza, like the headliner, would be like Ben Harper. Yeah. Or slightly stupid. Okay. Or like Soundtried Sector 9. Uh-huh. You know, just like, uh, or Strange Heat's Incident. Okay. You know, that's the headliner. Right. And so they just, you know, there were so many artists in my wheelhouse there mm. that 
um, it just attracted me to it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite DJs I found on my spreadsheet, you know, and I never made, I never made it to see him because he always played like 4am like the last night. And by then I was dead. You're toast, you know, but I was able to discover him because they you know, they, they showed him to me. Yeah. 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 And he's a guy from New Zealand. Who is it? His name is Opia. Opio. Opio. I'll send you something. Thank you. Please Actually, I'll make you a video. Make me a video. I know. I want a mixtape. Of Opio? Sure. Oh, done. <laughs> It'll be a mixtape video. Love it. Because <laughs> right. why not? Because why not? All right. So that was music for you in college. And now you're back in Phoenix. Yep. And that's when we meet, or whatever, 2004, early 2004, maybe 2005, somewhere around there. You start working uh, with our buddy Nick, a great, talented singer-songwriter. And I remember you booked him the opening slot for Martin Sexton at the Rhythm Room. And I had just learned about Martin Sexton through my band, The Sweet Remains, because they used to do um, uh, Freedom Came My Way that, that night. Um, it's like a jet plane. Uh, uh, oh, fuck. What is it? Hold on. Cherie. Yeah. Hey, Cherie, right. Cherie, Cherie, won't you? Yeah, but what's the name of the tune? Glory Bound. Glory Bound. There we go. Oh, uh, hey. Woo, got it. <laughs> Fucking figured it out. Two brains. Uh, right, so and I was like, oh, fuck. You know, Mark is, is putting... A local guy, a young kid, in front of this incredible artist, and I was just impressed that that you were able to break down the the local music scene, and 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 I think that your approach was right. <clears throat> let's put let's put uh, this young guy in front of this other guy, this road tested uh, musician, who you know I think you introduced me to um, the other cat from Austin, uh, Bob Schneider. Bob Schneider. Who, you know, the, the, anyway, th- this is like early 2000s, kind of social media isn't the thing that it is now. You still had to go out and, and work and, and pound the pavement, so to speak. And you were able to put Nick in front of Martin. I thought that was, that was super cool. Can we talk about that for a second? Let's. So, so Nick, finding Nick was like my first foray into adding value to music mm-hmm. for other people. Mm-hmm. Right through somebody else because Nick was so talented. I mean, you could just freestyle, you know. Yeah. Um, and w- as I was managing him for I don't know a year or two years, I figured out that uh, I was you know just trying to figure out the game, mm-hmm. and I realized that to legitimate like ninety five percent of people don't give a shit about music. Five percent right. will find the nuggets right. and value it no matter who it's in front of or where it came from or how many other people know about it. Well, what I realized was to, to legitimize Nick, I needed him to open for other people Mm -hmm. and the promoters just didn't even, you know, the promoters who booked the talent, they didn't care. It's like, Hey, you know, I can go pitch Nick and we weren't getting anywhere. I was like, well, fine. I'll be the fucking promoter. Right. 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 And I I wrote a check for $3,500 to get Martin Sexton here. No shit. Without knowing what, I didn't realize you booked Martin. I, you didn't know that. I didn't know. I didn't realize that you booked Martin. It was Nick's favorite singer songwriter in the world. Oh my god! So I said, "Fine, how much? <laughs> Here's my terms. I pick the opener. 
Interesting. Interesting. You didn't know that? I didn't realize that you booked Martin. So, and that's, that's how, crazy. that's how I got the in with Rhythm Room. It ended up like Rhythm Room has been here for 20, 25 years. Yeah. That was like their number eight bar sales of all time. Oh, I don't doubt that. So like, that's why they're like, oh, okay. We don't know who you are, but we know you now. Right. Right. And so that's how I got to book, you know, you guys and, and such through Rhythm Room. Yeah. Yeah. This is, a, this is a cool combo, dude. It I, is cool. For I, me, at least. I'm learning shit, you know, all this time. Um, all right. So now you're back, you're back in Phoenix, uh, early two thousands. What is your journey with music at that point? So at, at some point I, I used your song and Rich's song mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I started pimping y'all out on MySpace. right? This is, this is what, this was a, no, just, just walk us through that. So th yeah. this was, this was a blog that you started where you would highlight some musicians that, that you were into and uh i forget was it icon music it was icon music that's right and that was a that was a myspace presence that you had it wasn't just singer songwriters it was kind of everything right i mean uh at that time it was mostly singer songwriters but yeah. it was like it was still in that in that lower bpm genre for gotcha. sure mm -hmm. um and i guess what i was trying to do was like i felt like i had a good ear for like for like your tune, uh, right? What I found, mm -hmm. and by the way, that proved to be correct. And and I wanted to. It did prove to be. Correct. I wanted to share. I don't know what I found with people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I pretty much used you. Yeah. I hate to say that about anybody, but it, it seemed to work out just fine. Everything right? worked out just fine. <laughs> um. So I got I got three my I got three different MySpace MySpace <laughs> accounts. I bought these robots who would. Right. who would spam people, right. which is probably why MySpace doesn't exist anymore. But sometimes you just got to like kick the door down, yeah. even if you're not invited. That's right. Right. That's right. Um, and so I had three different accounts sending out 400 messages a day. And I don't even, I don't know what exactly what it said, but your song was in that message. Right. Like, Hey, trust me. Here you go. Right. Right. And I gained a following of like, I don't know, like 9,000 people or something. Yeah. I mean, the robots were great. God bless the robots. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think I think ten dollar outfits started doing that too. Like we 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 hit the bots, you know, just to promote the new tunes and better ways to spend the day. Through that through that tune and through that process, I got introduced to my first European booking agent. I got an email from, I think it was Capital Records that was like, well, what else do you have, you know? I started working with Live Nation and, and opening for, for huge bands at The Shed, whatever it was called back then, um, Auction or Furniture Shed or whatever it's called now, <laughs> Chase Home Depot. I don't know what it's called. Um, yeah, just through that whole process, like, and you promoting that tune connected me to Rich Price, which ended up being The Sweet Remains. So anyway... Uh, God bless those robots. They, uh, they helped us out. Word. Um, yeah, we'll continue on that. So then it, it turned into playlists. Mm. Um, I went on a camping trip. I want to say it was for my 30th birthday and we had some music and it, it, it just, it wasn't like it, it could have been better. What could have been better? The music, I see. the music for the time. I didn't have, I didn't have it in buckets where like, 
once once we went to that thing or that that trip i was like all right you know what we need different vibes for different parts of the day so as i started building buckets 15 years ago what i what i envisioned was um we need music for the morning we need music for the afternoon we need music for the night those are the buckets i love it you can't put a playlist together with like Tori Amos followed by Metallica. It doesn't right. work. Right. 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 Like the, you got your set. The music sets the vibe. Yeah. And that is what gets me. Yeah. I love to set the vibe for right. people. Right. 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 So I started building these playlists um, a long time ago. And I guess, fuck, I, I guess I manifested this two years later. I am doing camping trips of 50 people through icon sports. Right. 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 And those buckets that I had built is what I used. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then never stopped from there. And, and I would say that that must, I mean, you know, it's like, it's like you were a DJ, you, you were hand curating vibe, you know, a hundred percent. Yeah. So that's, I feel like if that didn't set you up to be a DJ, I don't know what did a hundred percent. So let's, let's, <clears throat> I hope I'm not dictating too much here. Baby, I'm just I'm I'm a I'm just sitting on the ship. Well, You're driving. Uh, Let's go. So what happened was so after okay, so you take that and then you add like then I found Dead Mouse. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I fell in love with electronic music. Well, so that, you know, now we're in a different space. So we went to Wakarusa, me and an ex-girlfriend, Amanda. And uh, I do not leave home without a music box of some sort. Mm. By music box, I mean like something I can Bluetooth connect to. Got you. I, I don't. I do not leave home without it. Mm -hmm. um, just because it's it's life for me. Yeah. You know, if I'm if I'm teaching the kid how to make muffins, we're listening to, to Banana Pancakes, Jack Johnson. Right. Right. Like everything has a per. You know. Yeah. So um, anyway, so we we go to Wakarusa. And I had all these awesome electronic songs and it just so happened that we ended like we, we camped next, next to this like art installation. Uh -huh. Like, you know, everyone does their own thing at music festivals. Yeah. But these people were like for like serious, you know, they had a fucking dome okay. and like lights and blah, 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 blah. and somehow, somehow, some way their music, like either it died, they forgot it, whatever. Uh -huh. I got to DJ yeah. this music installation. Okay. Um, the entire weekend. Okay. Like it's like, oh, Mark's here. Bring your music, please. Right. Right. Well, house music, a lot of it starts with click tracks because mm -hmm. it's easy to mix. Right. Do do do. Right. Do. A certain BPM. That's how it. That's how it starts. That's how it ends. Right. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> Everyone loves my music, but like for that, for that minute in in front, right. and the minute at the end, I'm like, this is driving me crazy. Okay, I need to learn how to how to make it work all together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got home, and I got on Thumbtack. I don't know what that is. Uh, Thumbtack is a website where you can just go find a service provider for anything. Except, got you, except for sex. <laughs> That's why I don't that know. I that, <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> you just haven't you haven't looked hard enough. So I'm like, DJ. <clears throat> hey bud. 
Um, I want to learn how to DJ. Like, so they're there. Uh-huh. They're on there for to sell their services to like weddings and shit. I see. And there was a guy, Travis, and I was like, "Hey, can you show me what you do?" And for fifty bucks for like one hour, he showed me what he does. Uh huh. What I need to buy. I went and bought it. I just started playing around. Yeah. And I think I got one other follow up lesson, probably six months later, for another fifty dollars. Great. And that was it. And then I just figured it out. Yeah. You know, Malcolm Gladwell says, um, to be an expert in something, you have to spend 10,000 hours. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're far. Mm. I don't think I'm far from it. This is a good point to take a break. Let's take a little break, get you some more, uh, juice. I'm going to get some juice and we'll come back at it. I'm not working today. You're not. You just got the call. No, I am working today. You dumbass. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I didn't get that. I didn't get that memo. So the story goes is brought to you by the Angstrom team, y'all. Listen, I've been talking about Becky, Carrie, and Kate this entire season for good reason. Okay, this is the mother-daughter real estate team with Coldwell Banker Realty. They know the Phoenix metro area. They know how to sell homes. They know how to buy homes. They know how to build homes. Actually, I don't think they know how to build homes. Anyway, listen, if you have any questions about buying a home or selling a home, listen, I didn't even think buying a home was a possibility for a a full-time musician. Kate took care of me, and I'm a happy homeowner. They made it fucking happen. I want you to call Becky, Kate, and Carrie at 480-250-1936. What's life without mystery? Um, Marky Mark. So, I don't even know what the question was. What is the, what do you do? You don't even have to ask a question. I want to tell you something. Okay, here we go. When Buckle up, kids. Well, no, but um, when you were talking about, like, you are in my top three people of, you know, People who love music. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I'll, I'll put you in a different class. Okay. And it's a good one. Okay. I'm and listening. it's, there are certain people that you have, are, are, are fortunate enough to meet in your life and you connect with. And it doesn't matter how many years go by mm. before you sit down and have another conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the max is for us. Three, five. I, I have no idea. Yeah. You know, I went away for a little while and you've been touring, whatever. Yeah. And whenever I sit down and talk to you, pick up right where we left off. Yeah. And I love you for that. I love you too, man. I just want to tell you that. Well, does it, there, there, there are not a whole lot of people that you can say that about. Right. Where, oh, Brian didn't call me or like, there's no, like, there's no, um, I don't know. You don't, you don't. You don't need them to survive, but when you're around them, you, you, you just really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and I think that not for nothing, um, I feel like we, I think that our bond is strengthened by music through music, a hundred percent, which, you know, whatever, a lot of my friends are musicians and we have that bond, but, and, and obviously you're a musician as well. We found out <laughs> hashtag tube for life, <laughs> you know, but we speak the same language in yeah. that sense, yeah. you know, and that's not something that you find every day. 
you know. Um, can we, um, now I asked a question earlier about early musical influences and we kind of touched on it, but I'm just curious if you have like a record or like your ground zero record that in any environment, it just works. Do you have a record like that? I'd have to say Bob Marley Legends. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that was the first CD I ever got. Mm. And I think that was like literally in 1994 or something like that. Yeah. Right? Great so, I, and, I, and I think that was it. Yeah. But, you know, I, in general, if you were to look at it across my lifespan, I'm not about, like, it, it interests me when people are like, I'm about albums. Mm-hmm. I want the album. I want to. I want to take take me down that that path. Mm. I am not that. Mm. I don't give a crap about albums. I'm looking for songs. Mm. And mm. a lot of times when I find those, like I don't even know who wrote the song. Mm. That's not important to me. Mm-hmm. What is important is how is this going to fit into a vibe that I'm trying to create. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Well, the you know. The, the the art of the album arc, let's call it, is kind of gone, you know, mm. because people don't consume it that way anymore. You know, we are a product of how we consume music or, you know, I grew up listening to records, vinyl, flipping them over, you know, waiting, flipping them over, you know. Um, I'm not sure I consume music that way anymore, you know. So is the album arc important even? I mean... For your purpose, it is more about connecting songs. But all that matters is what what the cons- like music is personal to everybody. Mm-hmm. So that question, uh, no offense, is irrelevant. If it's if it matters to one person, then yes, it matters. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion on it. Right? Mm-hmm. That's something I just figured out. Right. Right. Um, tell me about the next steps for you. And your DJing career. I know that it's it's uh, it's been on, let's say, the back burner for a minute. You've been honing your craft. You've been uh, putting uh, sets together. You've invested in all this gear. You've been making videos and and how how are you gonna? What's the next step? Yeah, you? that's a good question. Um, so when I started doing this, it was just to solve that problem that I told you about at Wakarusa. Mm-hmm. That was the goal. That was it. I, I just wanted to make sure that next time that opportunity came up, I was ready for it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, so it was never about money and it, it has never been about money, mm-hmm. but I also have my own parameters. I'm not a normal DJ. Um, I'm not a wedding DJ. I right. don't take requests. <laughs> I just ha- So I, I probably have four fans in the world. You keep so saying far. that, but you have, am I in there? Five. Now you got okay, five. Now I got five. <laughs> Well, I think you have to see me before you can actually be a fan. Okay. Okay. All so right. let's, well, I'm just going to, I'm four and a half. I'm, I'm half in, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, want, yeah, I want, yeah. I want you to see me and I want to experience this work, situation. Work. Um, so, uh, the other day I went to lunch with my number two and three fans. <laughs> okay. Allison and, and Jimmy, who, by the way, they met because of icon sports. Oh, come on. You've just been, you've it's, been c- connecting people, curating soundtracks to lives since 92. 
95. Something like that. 2003, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> okay. Anyway, they just gave me like the coolest compliment. And they were like, you know, we're getting married. And if we had a big wedding, you'd be our DJ. And we wouldn't, we know your roles. Yeah. And I'm like, that is that was awesome to me. Yeah. You know, that you just trust my music or you love it enough right. to just let me do what I do. Yeah. What was the question again? Where did I go? Okay. So, um, so I developed this, this show for, for the place that I work at mountain shadows, which I love. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I went through some hard times. I mean, things like I hibernated musically for like two or three years. Things were in storage. I mean, I don't want to go into that too much. That would almost be another podcast. Mm -hmm. But now that I've found it again, you know, and I took, I, I love this hotel so much. And I had an idea for like what music could also look like versus what we do now. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to show them. And it took me six months to develop this show. Mm-hmm. It's funky, it's groovy, it's approachable. I think it's appropriate for there, but that's obviously subjective. Mm-hmm. And whether it lands there or not, now I have it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I'm ready to go and pitch it because mm-hmm. I want to find like I'm I'm ups like I'm an I'm obsessed right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm having such a good time and the response has been like more than I expected. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? So it's going to be like, you know, like, like everything in my life, what, let's see what I can get away with. What, what can I do next? Um, my ultimate goal and I, and it might be pie in the sky, but I don't give a fuck yeah. because that's the way I think. Um, I have an idea for McDowell Mountain Music Festival. Um, I know my music belongs there. Uh, I have no following. I don't know how much that really uh comes into to, to their decision making mm-hmm. but uh i have a concept for lights for a disco ball over the audience like you know if in so if i can do that next mm-hmm. i'll be real happy mm-hmm. and then after that happens there'll be something more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's just the way i, I do it mm-hmm. you know just step by step trying to leverage what i've done and opportunities to make better opportunities good i'm glad that you say that because i mean mount shadows is great they do cool things your music fits there but i'm i'm glad that you're we're going beyond that we're going beyond resorts let's put it on a on a big fucking stage with music lovers and go from there a hundred percent man i don't know that i've ever got to play for like an engaged crowd. Right. You know, we talked about this the other day, like every right. once in a while, you know, you'll have like 40 people around the bar and like a lot of times as a, as a live musician, you're a wallflower. And unfortunately, like it, that makes me uncomfortable to watch. Right. You right. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and I even told Crystal and Sturgis this, like, uh, I don't know, maybe a month ago that there was one night when like everyone there just appreciated them. Mm hmm. And I get off on that, man. Yeah. Like that's like experiencing music for the first time through somebody else. Mm -hmm. And man, is that awesome? Yeah. I can't wait 
to play for like a hundred people yeah. that are like way into it. Uh, mira, mira. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. Like right. they just want to hear what I want to play. Right. You know? Right. I do have a really cool opportunity, which I'm not, it's going to happen, but, um, I went through my real estate, you know, your real estate phase, my real estate phase. Yeah. And I met this girl, Laura. Well, Laura crushed it and I did not. Okay. <laughs> Marky fell down and went boom. <laughs> fell down and went boom. <laughs> I fell down and went boom. <laughs> and Laura learned how to sell like million dollar houses, right? Okay. So uh, I haven't seen her for three or four years. I start posting these videos. Um, she wants to hire me because she sold a house up in Cave Creek to her best friend. And her gift is me playing for them. Okay. And I can't fucking wait. When is that. it? I don't know. You yet. need a roadie? If I'm allowed one, <laughs> for sure. Okay. You'll be my number one. All right. I'll go. Uh, I speakers. can't wait for that. That's super because cool. that's like, you know, they, they want me there for their party. Right. And that's right. That's cool. That's cool to me, man. You can have it if you really want it. You can have it if you really want it. Do you really want it? Yeah. Well, shit. What else, man? You, you got, you, of all the motherfuckers I know, you've always got something cooking. You are like the epitome of a, of a entrepreneur. You are not scared to burn it down and you're not scared to try something new. And what I, I, you know, when I look back on our friendship and, and the time that I've known you, you've done a number of things, but the one thread is music, you know? And as you just mentioned Sometimes you, 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 you go away from it. You need, you almost need it. I need it to come away for a moment and, and, and kind of like cleanse the palate to come back and to be re-energized by music, inspired by music. Um, and I'm saying that because last year or, you know, pandemic, um, I found myself at odds with it, you know, not that I wasn't enjoying music. But for me, so much pleasure is from the performance in front of humans, you know, and to not have that was a huge kick in the balls. And it was a, it was a mandated break from that. And that fucked me up, you know, mentally, physically, you know, um, and I wonder how did the pandemic, did that affect your creativity how did you overcome because you know your 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 bread your 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 the way that you pay rent is through a, a restaurant you're you know it's not music yeah. it's not music but even that industry was fucked right brian so maybe this surprises you maybe it doesn't but first of all i want to i want to sidetrack to burn it down yeah um this is completely random but something awesome uh, so you know baby lyric who oh yes I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to become her dad yeah 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 so the other day we were we were driving home from somewhere and uh burn it down came down came on right great tune ben harper mm -hmm. and the congos and everything mm -hmm. and she's two years old and she just starts 
banging away on our legs mm -hmm. to the Congos at the mm -hmm. start. And I was like, oh, take my soul. Right. Oh, you steal my heart. <laughs> this is amazing. Right. You know, right. um, Kiara just posted something today. And I, if you have to edit it, it's fine. But um, Kiara Hughes. Kiara Hughes. Shout out. Shout out. She just posted something today and she said, be who you needed when you were younger. Ah, right. And when I have a little two-year-old who is our, like banging in the Congos on yeah. her legs, hearing the song for the first time, yeah, like I'll be who she needed when right. I was younger. Right. You know, like right. it, it would be cool to influence her uh -huh. like in that way. Well, yeah, you know Ste I mean? steer them, you know. All right. What was the what was the original question? How pandemic uh, affected um, creativity? Or yeah. Did, so did it bring you closer to music? Or so, so Brian, I, I have yet to experience what you have experienced, where people really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, I'll be like in a forest, you know, doing something. And what are you doing in the forest? <laughs> Playing music. Duh. Got you. Okay. Just wanted to clarify <laughs> for all. <laughs> For all intensive purposes. Yeah. Yeah. So like I haven't got to experience that so much, you know, mm -hmm. it's always just been like, I've just been following my North star mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I can't wait for that. And I don't know what, what happens next. And by the way, I don't want to be anybody that's well known. I don't, mm -hmm. that's not the, that's not right. Well, <laughs> would I would I love to like make a grand tonight doing what I do, like setting a vibe? Hell yeah. Right. Hell yeah. So what you're saying what you're saying is because you haven't experienced that thing, that that adrenaline uh, boost of performing in front of a whatever, an audience that that's into your thing, you're saying that because you never had it, you didn't miss it. I don't it didn't affect me at all. Right. Didn't affect me at all. Right. And it, and, and, oh, wow. I kind of envy that. <laughs> I mean, not that I get that, not that I get that every day or two times a week or yeah, once dude, a month or whatever. Most, most people you interview have like at least like 47 fans. I, I have five now. As Am of, I a full as, fan? as of today. I'm well, a full oh, fan. Wait, now? I'm sorry, four and a half. <laughs> you'll be, you'll be five and <laughs> you know it. <laughs> well it's like a blessing and a fucking curse man it was just it i don't know it, it just affected me in a, in a in a strange way and i'm i i'm glad to say that that you know i'm i'm, I'm feeling it again you know and it's a love-hate relationship uh if you, if i don't love it i hate it you know and there's not a, a happy medium and and uh but being able to go on tour and to feel that again i I'm literally starting to feel like myself again. And it's good that I feel that, but it's also like, man, you have to be careful not to tie your sense of self to mm. that thing that can be taken away. Mm. How do you, how do I do that? You know? So this podcast is therapeutic. Make, you know, recording music is therapeutic. Um, there's a whole number of things that can, can, kind of scratch that itch so to speak can, can, can i offer my please opinion hmm. i think that so since i have hit the skid so bad in life which we had not gone through but you know everyone has their emotional sc scaffolding mm -hmm. 
you, you've got your roots that you play down, mm-hmm. you know, you got music, you got what you do, you got your friends, you got, you know, there's, I don't know, five, seven, nine different things that are important ground you. Yeah. that ground you. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, as long as your roots are planted properly in other areas, mm-hmm. then you can get through everything yeah. when one of those fails. Mm-hmm. 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 That's what I think. Yeah. And I, and I, I'm just, I leaned on all of the other bits, you know, and I leaned on them hard, you know? Um, but I think what, what became very apparent to me is that that, that performing is such an important piece just for my, even, you know, I w I would have been happy to, to, to be a, a, a wallpaper, sonic wallpaper somewhere. I didn't even have that option, you know, anyway, I, I mean, not, you know, not to dwell on, on it, but it just, I was curious how maybe that affected your creativity or not. And, and, and I, it's a win if it doesn't, you know, it's a win. You are able to lean on the other bits to get you through that, that time. And, and, you know, here we are kind of hopefully at the tail end of this motherfucker where we can, we can tap into that thing again, you know, and, you know, let's put you on a stage. Let's, I was just thinking when you were saying about McDowell Mountain Music Festival, fuck that thing. Create your own fucking festival. You know what I'm saying? If anyone should be promoting and creating a fucking music festival, it's Mark Van Der I mean, what are we doing? Thank you. Let's do this. Thank you so much. You know, we ha- we know between the two of us, we know a fair number of people that can make mm. some shit happen. Word. So, uh, you know what? All right. Let me hit my first one first. And then after that, let's like, let's, you know, once, once you get to number five, let's, yeah, everything's negotiable. Yeah. Well, and you, I, I like where your head's at. I, let's just fucking do it. And I, I just want to tell you one thing. I think we're probably winding down a little bit. We yeah. should be, but, um, I also should have plugged in my phone, but whatever. Sorry. Right. You want to, you need Oh yeah. You're out of juice, homie. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. Do that. Just take your time. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're, it's not like we're like recording a podcast or anything. <laughs> Stay fine. I, I know all this. <laughs> no, this is the gold. This is podcast gold right here. <laughs> hey, but hey, um, I hope you don't edit this out. No, I'm not. I no, this this part. Okay, this is coming up. Everything the podcast starts now. We have two connections. Yeah, we are we are friends. I love you. I think you love me too. What? Come on, man. Feelings mutual. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of the pandemic, I didn't go to, I didn't get to get, get in, excuse me. Take a moment. What are you, you going to do with me, man? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, fun. but here's here's what I want to say. Is that, um, speaking of the pandemic, yeah. live shows went away for a long time, yeah. right? Um, last Saturday, I don't know, three or four days ago, you were my first concert experience in two years. Can we, can and we, can we reframe it? Uh, whatever. Not a concert experience. It was a live 
music experience. N- not to me, man. I hesitate to call it a concert. Uh, I don't experience. care. Okay. <clears throat> because I'm the consumer and I get That's to true. say what I want. That is all, this I'm is not all, trying to be a dick, but this is all I'm true. just saying. Okay. It's a, no, you're like, right. But to me, like that was like, I got to go to fucking Dave Matthews with 10 people. Right. You know, in a weird way, that's what it was to me because I was like so excited to freaking watch you play. And then you played and then, you know, the comments, you know, when anyone at that bar that night, I got to, you know, if they were like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I, I went and talked to them. I don't know if you saw that. And I would mm-hmm. like tell them who you are and all right, here are sweet remains, whatever. And, yeah. and like just hearing like his voice is just hauntingly awesome. Huh. And just to like, and that just made it even better. Yeah. You yeah. know, because now I'm hearing it from them from the first time. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how insane about it I am. That's. But th- hey, thank you for that experience, by the way. Hey, thanks for coming all the way out to your, to your place of employment on the one day off, you know, in the, in the, in the entire week, you made it out, you hung out, we had a ball. I appreciate you. Love you. Thanks for doing this podcast. I know that you have to, you got to run to work, but love you, brother. Thanks for doing this. It was a real pleasure of mine. Great to reconnect. You know, all that shit, man. I'm, I'm honored, Brian. Thank you.